0: We stopped look, looking for monsters under the bed when we realized they are inside of us. Hello and welcome to episode 150. 150? Holy shit. All right. I said that I was going to start cutting episodes once I hit 150, but I'm going to wait till at least 200 since I got some new people coming in. Uh, and today's episode is a MS deep dives episode. We're just talking about MS. My wife works for a pharmacy and in the back room, they have a bunch of old stuff from the past pharmacists and stuff. came across this, the Merck manual, sixth edition, 1934. And it's, This has descriptions of all kinds of diseases and stuff throughout it. And I went and looked through it and found the multiple sclerosis section. And I figured it would be fun just to go through this. I'll read through some of the MS stuff. And we'll just see what they talk about. See how much stuff has changed from 1934. Multiple sclerosis. Dissimate its... Its explanation is (laughs) disseminated. This is going to be a fun one trying to read all this stuff. Disseminated sclerosis. In in cellular sclerosis or cerebrospinal sclerosis, a chronic disease characterized by patchy sclerosis of the central nervous system. But it doesn't speak about spinal. So I'm curious if we're going to get into the spine about this at all. Uh, let's see. Incidence: A disease of early adult life, usually between 5 and 35 years of age, has occurred as late as 40 to 50, may attack several members in the family. See, way back then they believed that it was hereditary. And they say between five and 35, and I believe that I started at least at five years of age with my multiple sclerosis because I can relate many issues that go back to my childhood that there was never a good explanation for other than a slap in the head and told to suck it up and deal with it. It's just pain. Causes. Definite causes still doubtful. Has been attributed to acute infectious diseases, which it has frequently followed influenza, typhoid fever, scarlet fever, rheumatic fever, malaria, pneumonia, eruptive fevers, etc. Trauma. Traumatism, which I still believe—that's—I believe trauma can set off the start of your MS. I believe we're born with MS. I don't—I just believe it's if you have it, you're born with it in your cell structure, and it gets amplified with trauma, with traumatic events, or it can be amplified through other things, but. Like they say, also exposure to cold, following pregnancy, uh, poisoning from lead, zinc, arsenic, tin, and, and manganese. Fatigue, which is a symptom of ours, so I don't know why that would cause it. A spirochet has been described. Spirochet. I don't know what that is, but it's like I look back at. Those things alone, it's like trauma. I've had lots of head trauma over the year, and other traumas that I believe set off my MS. Exposure to cold, I've had multiple issues with cold, cold, uh, too much exposure externally with cold, and not uh, not being able to. Yeah, taken care of quick enough. Uh, I didn't. I haven't been pregnant, so I can mark that one off the list. And then poisoning from lead, zinc, arsenic, tin, and magnesium. That goes back to my dental things. That's why I kept my last chunk of teeth because I still believe those fillings may have uh, mercury in them. Fatigue. I've always had fatigue issues, but I just assumed that was MS. From the MS, that it was increased. So, yeah, there's some interesting looks because I, I'm still pushing for a head trauma study, and it's, we'll see what happens in the future. Diagnosis on onset may be gradual or sudden with transistory Transitory symptom. So, basically, they had no idea. (laughs) Symptoms vary with site of lesions and extent of involvement. Significant is Charcot's triad. It's C-H-A-R-C-O-T apostrophe S. And nystagmus intention tremor. And scanning speech. <clears throat> the speech. Tremors and whatever the heck. The stigmas is. Weakness, stiffness, and numbness of legs. Reflexes. Exaggeration of reflexes. Babinski and Oppenheim phenomena. Ankle clonus, and diminished or absent abdominal reflexes. I should probably have an extra dictionary next to you while I'm doing this, but I don't even know if some of these words are in my dictionaries. But, yeah, I want to find out more about ankle clonus. So I want to know what, see what I can come up with here. Ankle Clonus. See if I spelt it right first. All right. See what they say about that. Oh, I don't want images of it. Okay. Well, they get Clonus. Clonus is involuntary and rhythmic. Rhythmic muscle contractions caused by a permanent lesion in the descending motor neurons. Clonus may be found at the ankle, patella, triceps, serrae, wrist, jaw, biceps, brachia. In general, clonus may occur in any muscle with a frequency of 5 to 8 hertz, and the average period of oscillations of the ankle clonus is approximately 160 to 200 MS. I don't know what those. It's not megahertz, right? But, yeah, it's kind of like a tremor in the foot, which I've had feet tremors, but it's not an ongoing thing. But it's most commonly found at the ankle, which I think that's probably a good – Good uh, prerequisite to having our foot drop issues. That just caught my eye because of me being born with two messed up feet. But it does explain some other things too. But, But yeah, reflexes. Oh, we did that already. Ataxia. Ataxia tremor of upper extremities with tremor of the head, quick and spastic gait, contrast this hypertonicity and spasticity with hypotonicity of tables dorsalis. (laughs) Hopefully someone listening understands some of the shit I'm saying because I ain't researching all this. I'm just looking at trying to figure out what they're describing back then. Speech. Slow deliberate scanning Syllabic, but no slurring, as in general, paresis. Intention tremor can be controlled voluntarily. Jerky tremor interferes with eating. Vesicle symptoms, delayed or hasty. Micturition incontinence <laughs> eye symptoms nystagmus characteristics usually horizontally commonly bilateral but maybe un- unilateral bitemporal pallor of optical of optic discs occurs early optic at- atrophy in 50% of cases rarely terminating in amaurosis. Diplopia, frequently from paralysis of the sixth nerve, scatomata, scot- and visual disturbances. Emotional outbreaks of laughter or crying, which is pseudobulbar uh, effect. Vertigo, vestibular, and apopula- apoplic- apoplectiform convulsions. <laughs> I haven't had no convulsions with my vertigo, but my vertigo is strong. It's so weird when you're just watching TV or playing a video game and it affects Yeah, I can't wait to get an Oculus Rift and see how that messes with me. Paralysis, a terminal feature. Quadriplegia, common. The change in gait is from a spastic to a dragging gait. Kind of like the drop. Patient reels as if drunk, involvement of auditory nerve, sensory symptoms, absent or inconspicuous, there may be transient paresthesia, sometimes visual and auditory hallucinations. And cebrospinal fluid negative to Wasserman test. Paretic colloidal gold curve may be present. See syphilis. Slight increase of cells and glo- globulin occurs. And the last one is wherever spasticity occurs in a young person without apparent cause, multiple sclerosis should be considered. Which my childhood had so many spasticity issues. I asked doctors about it and stuff. My my sports coaches, my phys ed teacher, I mean, they all, just, I can't, I could not run. And with being born with two screwed up crooked feet didn't help at all. But they would give me such a hard time. And then they'd make me run twice as much as their, well, at least my, sports coaches would make me run twice as much as everybody else because I was slacking or whatever. And then taking a consideration that, Hey, dumbass, you can't run. Right. That's why you aren't. I mean, I'd get kicked off baseball teams cause I couldn't run the braces. Right. I get kicked off football teams cause I couldn't run the routes. Right. I, uh, I tried my only teacher that ever failed me. My freshman English year, he was the, uh, track coach and he sat down with me when i was repeating my first quarter of my freshman year english and he talked me into joining the track team i hated running but i figured i'd give it a shot i tried every other sport wrestling football baseball and everything i tried i ended up getting kicked off or dropped within the first season and they changed me to different teams and stuff like that but no one ever had a reason or an excuse and then i did the track team and i couldn't do that and he he didn't want to let me go he gave me other positions like (laughs) cleaning up after the track team or prepping them to get ready for track and bringing the water and all that stuff so i ended up more like a water boy than an athlete when i wanted to play things but People didn't want me or they pushed me back. I couldn't make varsity teams or any of that shit. Uh, Once they implicated, like, bowling and golf, and we didn't get the golf option when we were in school. It was, like, my last year, they finally started bringing golf to the forefront, and those were things I could actually do, bowling and golf. (laughs) But too late by then. But yeah, it's if I would have grew up in a society like today, everything would have been taken care of right from your childhood. <laughs> they don't let anything go by. All right. They talk about therapy for it. general regimen. Early stage therapy patients should not be kept in bed so long as walking as possible. Stepping during acute exasperations when absolute rest is in bed. Rest in bed, including rest of eyes for one to two weeks is imperative. Avoidance of fatigue and exposure to cold and wet. Diet should be nutritious and especially rich in fat, butter, cream, eggs, oil, and bacon. (laughs) They wouldn't agree with that nowadays. Late stages when patient is bed fast. Prevention of bed sores and of bladder infection. Care of bowels by enemas. Liquid petrolatum. Cascara sagrada. I don't know what those are. Nowadays, just basically. Uh, what you call it. The catheterization and stuff like that, psychotherapy, a hopeful attitude towards the patient, the natural tendency to remissions should be empathi- emphasized and depression antagonized. When initial initial weakness has passed off, it is generally found that the paralysis is not complete. Patients often can do a great deal more than they imagine. And then melon or mecha, mechana, mechanotherapy, passive movements, and gentle massage lessen spasticity. Frankel's exercise carried out with concentration of attention and avoidance of fatigue, prevent it, prevent deformity by suitable appliances. Okay, applicable. Helpful devices. i'm taking that, uh, yeah, just the appliance thing had me confused there for a second. What am I going to do with a washer and dryer? All right, electrotherapy yeah. if applied to the weaker muscle muscles that are being overstretched by their spastic antagonist is useful and also has psychic val- or yeah, psychic value, but indiscriminately applied it tends to increase spasticity. I suppose the electric shock just makes the muscles want to go off later on. Possibly. Heat. Warm baths lessen spasticity. Those does radiant heat as well as diathermy. This is an absolute wrong concept. (laughs) Many of us with heat have issues. When my shower is too warm and stuff, sometimes I'll face plant the wall or my... Legs and arms will give out, out, and I can't lift my arms to wash my hair. (laughs) Stuff like that. It's it's freaky. Alternatives arsenic. (laughs) In fresh cases, a mild course of arsphenamine, silver arsphenamine, has been especially recommended. In chronic stage, inorganic arsenic as is in form of Fowler's solution or subcutaneously or combined with iron. If there is enema or as is anemia, <laughs> sorry, intramuscular injection of fibrolysin has secured improvement. Rowan gen, gene, ther- rowan gen therapy may, may deserve a trial. I think all it deserves a trial. I Ain't sticking arsenic in my system. I mean, crazy. You're just trying to kill us off, aren't they? The hell. I'm really sorry about the speech. I'd love to hear some feedback. You know, always write me at Kevin Kevin the Duck at gmail.com You can get on my Kevin Clients Facebook page, whatever, or on the MS Face under the call of MS Facebook page. Leave me some some comments complain tell me some good things whatever i don't care but feel the speech issue is not getting better i'm not getting back to the dentist till may which really pisses me off i was told three weeks offset and the three weeks offsets over two months out so hopefully we'll get this figured out see what happens with it but all right, symptomatic. The tremor may be somewhat controlled by small doses of phenobarbital. Spasms prevent sleep. Bromide should be given at bedtime. And if this fails, phenobarbital in doses of 0.06 GM and in urinary incontinence may be diminished by belladonna, as is tincture of belladonna in doses doses three times a day. I don't know what these doses are. 0.6 to 1 cc's three times a day. Uh, Licoris paticilli arsenitis a drop in water three times daily increasing as indicated. They're using 30 cc's of that. Ampulis soticocodylitis a sterile aqueous solution containing 0.30 gram G- GMs of sodium cacodiolate in each cc amount and frequency of dosage according to indications. Arseni trioxidy ferry fer- reducti are things they use. Uh, division uh, that's Dude, I'm not going to give the amounts. That doesn't make sense because the, they're totally different nowadays, how they weigh out things and stuff. But ampulis, fibrolizin, each ampule contains whatever percent of solution, the equivalent of whatever to thiozinamine intramuscularity, Intramuscularly into gluteal muscle or scapular region every second or third day as indicated. Fibrolyzin is usually injected intramuscularly but may also be used subcutaneously or intravenously. The tubes are easily opened with a small file. It is best to use the entire contents of one tube at each injection. When, however, Only a part of the contents of the tube is used. The tube should be immediately resealed by heating the pointed glass in a flame. Some clinicians, particularly where there are evidences of idiosyncrasy, prefer to inject only half the contents of a tube at one time, or to commence with doses of 0.3 cc's and then to increase the dose gradually by doubling it, until two cc's are given at one injection. Injections are usually made every second or third day, and the number required will vary from 20 to 50. Fibrolysin should not be used in cases where there exists old fibrous material which acts as a support to important structures, such as a cicatrix remaining after abdominal section, or where the softening action, Of the drug may result in the giving away giving way of the scar and the production of of a hernia it should also be avoided in active inflammatory processes as the condition is likely to be aggravated by it and in chronic latent inflammations as is latent tuberculosis fibrolism should not be used as it seems to have a tendency to awaken the inflammatory focus into increased activity. Fibrolysin is contraindected in the aged with arteriosclerosis, owing to its tendency to cause congestion and also where there is oteria or where the discharge has recently ceased. <clears throat> it kind of sounds like they're talking also about how with certain injections you got to watch with hitting the same areas too many times cuz then you can have that thing where your skin just sucks in and it's permanently pushed in like that cuz the the muscular wall collapses or whatever but phenobarbital is also a prescription for MS back then phenobarbital uh, additional remedies for MS are quinine as a tonic, roentgenotherapy, ro- scopulamine for tremors, staphylococcus vaccine, strychnine as a tonic typhoid vaccine in small doses, and Verano for tremors. That is the end of the MS portion of this book. Next thing up is mumps. It's like I look back and I had an uncle that passed away of polio at six years of age. Uh, I had my measles and mumps and stuff like that, but I've had other family members that had certain issues in our family tree research that was done. And, uh, many of the, many of the certain issues, some of our members had something to do with, whether it be PML related or, uh, Marfan syndrome, uh, 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 different aortic issues, blood clotting. uh lost family members due to that, gr- male members that growing and leg clots, uh, aortic issues and stuff. It's We got all kinds of weird things in our family bloodline. But yeah, it's, that was kind of interesting. Learning what they were thinking back in the 1930s. Sounds like they were experimenting with a lot of really messed up drugs back then. Kind of scary, just thinking some of the shit they stuck in them. And then it's like, stay away from toxic metals and stuff, but yet they can go and stick lead in your system. It's like, well, you're so stay away from that. I think it would set stuff up more, but yeah, that's... Something for us to just learn how much things have advanced, see how where things were. I'd love to find out if we could get if I could come across one of these books that were in like the late 1800s. I'd like to hear the way they were talking about it back then. I'd also like to get something around the mid 50s to mid 60s because I think that was a big changing gap. MS, where they learned some things that they're doing wrong and stuff and I'd like to find out more about that period but, but yeah that's it for today so be good to yourself be good to others kick shit out a monster and we will get back to you hopefully soon we got some more goodies coming out to buy in the future that we got to talk about and all that stuff so take care and we'll get back to you soon